Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. I'm in my car and you're listening to the most horsepowerful podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Tribe. I'm on a Skype call with my friend Ryan Turford. He's the man on the moose. And on our journey today, we played a game called Tales of Horizon. I think that it's really good and I actually have no idea what Ryan thinks of it. So you're about to find out at the same time as I'm going to find out. So jump on into the Xbox Tribe. Greater than X. You know, you know, Sean, I mean, as a huge Tales fan, I'm so excited mm-hmm. that two weeks in a row, we managed to have the intro <laughs> featuring Tales twice. How are you, my All friend? about Tales, man. I'm telling you, well, I got to dive into it a bunch this week. And yeah, I mean, this, I was looking back, Ryan, on the um, the, the hype list that we did earlier in the year with, with Donnie and everybody kind of participated on the games that they were hyped about. And Tales was not on like S or A or I think even B uh, rank for me. And I, I don't mind being wrong every once in a while, my friend, but uh, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. My I, I was talking to Matt uh, on the places drive a little bit earlier today, but my my sinuses are killing me because of the weather. Oh, no. Can't decide what to do because it's like pouring here and it's cold, but also hot at the same time. Somehow it's very bizarre. So we're I mean, on the struggle bus together, man. I'm my throat, you can hear it. Yeah, I've I've got a new TV now though, which is good. So Ooh, I've got nice. that going for me. Um, so so things are good. Things are good. How are you, my friend? Definitely. Yeah. No, life is good when you got a new TV to try out all your goodies on. I am on the recovery end of a bit of a bit of a cold COVID test came back negative. So that's all good. Uh, But yeah, just a little medicated throughout all this, my friend. I got to play a bunch of video games yesterday, which is um, a rare thing. I put a bunch of hours into Tales. I'm excited to talk about video games with you today. You got to have the accurate Ryan Turford simulation, Sean, of playing video (laughs) games all day and not doing much else. Just taking cold medication all day and just playing video games. That's the Ryan every day. Uh, clearly, I mean, except Obviously. for the cold medication, maybe, but that's something. Mm. But anyways, enough about that. Let's clean the garage <laughs> a little bit because, of course, we do that at the beginning of every show. So if you like what we do and you want to support the show, there's a couple of ways to do that. Number one, you can subscribe to us on your podcast feed of choice, whether it's Google Podcasts, Apple Play, uh, Spotify, we're on all the things. So go check us out there. If you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we will leave, read it on the show, which we actually do have a review to read in just a second. Also, if you want to see our beautiful faces every single week, we do have video version of the show show over on YouTube, youtube.com slash Yumi Capri. Last but not least, you can throw a little tip in the old tip jar, patreon.com slash Yumi Capri gives you early access to this and all of our shows as well as some exclusive content. Sean, speaking of Apple podcast reviews, we had a contest going on for Space Jam controllers. Had. Had, because uh, guess what? We finally hit the magical 75 reviews number we needed to give away this goon squad controller. So we're not announcing the winner right now. Um, We will actually be announcing the winner on Saturday because when we're going to be doing the drawing during Halo Saturdays in the evening. So twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. We start that at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, over on Sean's channel or Eastern Daylight Time if you're Jace and you want to be correct about <laughs> things. Um, so we'll be drawing the, the 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 winner of the controller during the live stream for Halo Saturday. So come hang out, maybe play some Halo with us, you know, see if you want a controller, you know, have a good time. I think it'll be fun. So there you go. Also, it's awesome. Thank you to everyone who went and, and did a review. Whether you win the controller or not, we're, we're eternally grateful for you taking the time to go and leave a review for our podcast. Big time. Just mm-hmm. like Orca Man 780 <laughs> did. Uh, I, I thought love- this was my dad, by the way. Orca Man is like something my dad. That would that, that That's a, a Sean's dad username if I ever heard one. 
maybe they're just really obsessed with the 1970 movie Orca, Sean, about the killer whale that, you know, wanted revenge <laughs> for you know, against this whaler that killed its mate, you know, and just that's probably it. Yeah, you're movie. probably right. Anyways, the title of this review is Fun Listen, Great Community, and Orcaman780 says, you wouldn't think a pair of weird Canadian dudes from Canada <laughs> would be would put on a good podcast, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's the review. <laughs> there you go. So well, there you go. <laughs> huge thank you to Orcaman780 for taking the time to write that review for us and for your awesome support. But no uh, kidding. Enough about all that jibber jabber. Let's grab our A tracks, pop them in. It is time for the playlist. And uh, Sean, all the games are out right now. So we should probably talk about all the games that we played. What'd you play, my friend? Oh, well, can we, should we just jump right into Tales? Or do you want to, like, do you have other things that you want to talk about before? Because I think, like, Tales is what I'm I'm all in on right now, my friend. I'm, or I'm cool or, talking or Psychonauts. Or we could, t- we could talk a little bit about Psychonauts. Maybe we'll jump into that. Because I finished Psychonauts, and I think the last time you and I chatted, I was like, I don't know if this is, like, game of the year material. Like, it's good, and I'm going to think about it while I'm away, and blah, blah, blah. But, Ryan... I yeah. take all that back. It's all like throw all that out. All the footage, all the recording, all the audio, just like completely throw it out. This game is absolutely going to be in our conversation. The two of us together talking about Psychonauts 2 when it comes to game of the year type of stuff. Um, my goodness gracious, this had, you know, I don't look for a game to like make me cry, but it, or really even to like make me feel anything. But this game made me feel things. It made me appreciate things. It is so well written and designed. Like it really does deserves the recognition for the for that and the art direction of it the level design the the writing the acting it is so so good of course it plays well mm-hmm. and as i kind of turned the corner on where this all was going and what direction it was all kind of coming to um it all came together for me in a big way and i just really appreciate psychonauts i thought like when i first started i you know i, I recommended it within our within our review and our extra mile i was only a few hours in at that point because of the bug that we had that i had experienced but dude, I I will be thinking about this for a long time as it turns out, actually. So yeah, I'm just really glad to have that kind of done. And just mm-hmm. now in the rear view mirror, pardon the pun, but just really, really appreciate uh, what Double Fine did with Psychonauts 2, man. Totally surprised me. I'm, I'm so glad you you enjoyed it almost as much as I did or, or as much as I did. I mean, we, we're still. Yeah, of, I think we're there. I think yeah, I'm there with you, man. I, I yeah, we absolutely. Finally, we got Sean there, friends. Almost as much as I appreciate some it. drinks. Hi there. Can I please get two large Diet Cokes? And a large decaf with two Splenda, please. That is all. Yeah, no, dude, I'm I'm totally glad that I, I stuck with it. I, I'm finishing games this year, man. This is a theme for me this year. And I don't know if there's anything else I want to... I will say, and I don't know if you found this as well, the one thing I would say that is maybe a bit of a knock is that there are so many characters, which is a good thing, mm-hmm. but... Um, I got a little confused on like who's who because they every character has a first name and a last name and then almost like a nickname as yeah. well. So I got a little lost at times where like, who the heck are they even talking about right now? Who am I supposed to find? But that's really the, the only thing. Especially um, with but, a lot of the characters like you meet later in the game because I feel right. like they just don't spend enough time with those characters do you really get yep. you, you don't get to know them as well as a lot of the characters you meet at the beginning of the game um yeah right. I, can, I can certainly get that sentiment as well it, it does have a lot of characters in it so yeah um, there's a yeah. lot of people to remember like i was not expecting that going into it because you know there was a lot of char- uh, memorable characters from the first game but like for the most part like besides the kids at the camp and and like the the three counselors that's pretty much all the characters you 
probably needed to know from that game. Whereas there, mm-hmm. there are so many more characters in this, t- like this time around with Psychonauts 2 that, yeah, I, I get that sentiment a little bit. And I know that Mother Major Knock that I talked about it in um, the review as well, but now you've experienced firsthand is some of the boss fights in particular can, as much as I liked a lot of the boss fights in the game, some of them go on way too long. And yeah, there tedious. was one, there was one that I quit for the night where I died and it sent me all the way back. I'm like, and I literally said the words, you've got to be kidding me. And I put yep. the controller down and I, I went back to it the next day, which is, I think, a, a mature thing to do, Ryan. I think mm-hmm. that's a, you don't just keep banging your head, slamming your head against the wall. Um, yeah. Especially that boss fight too takes like 10 minutes on its own. And if you die once you start at the beginning, it's just like. All the way back. It's, it's too much. It's, it's quite the thing. But mm-hmm. besides Psychonauts 2. Tales of Arise is kind Let's of uh, uh, absorbing all of our time right now. Of course, you and I are both playing it. That's um, me. And I think we mentioned on last week's show um, that codes for this were provided. By thank Bandai, you, you too. Bandai Namco for the game. So huge thank shout you, out you. and thank you to our friends at Bandai Namco. For well, for me, we could say, I, I feel like it's important, Ryan, while we're you know disclosing, you paid for the game. I, I, I got the code. So you, yeah, we kind of have a nice like split here for sure. That's true. But obviously I want to throw it out there whenever we talk about games Thank and you. Stuff like this. Um, but Tales of Arise I- itself, I'm very far in this game because pretty much, you know, when I bought my t- new TV, I've pretty much been playing this game nonstop, except for the other game that I'm going to talk mm-hmm. about after we're done talking about Tales. Um, but I love this game, Sean, as, <laughs> as, yes. a, a, as a longtime Tales of fan. Um, mm-hmm. It feels like a Tales game, but doesn't. But, but in all of the best ways possible, because it feels like such a huge step up, both in the, the way that it tells its story, to the character design, to um, the way the world is structured, to the combat from previous Tales games, that it's going to be hard maybe going back to the older Tales formula after this, after yeah. this game, because I really feel like this has really improved things for the series going forward. And it's been kind of a big breakout for the series, because even though the Tales games have been actually pretty popular in North America since um, the, the first, uh, since Tales of Symphonia came out where that kind of sparked popularity here. Um, we've seen a ton of people jumping into this game for the first time and loving it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we're seeing a lot more Tales fans pop up just like maybe one Sean Capri who isn't like really Sean like a, a super Tales fan before, but I think, I think we might be winning you over with this one. Sean, what do you think about Tales? Tell me about yeah, your Yeah, well, I think you did an excellent job kind of like setting the stage last week in terms of like what the story is and, and some of the characters early on. I played, I'm about 14, 15 hours into this thing, Ryan, and by the the way that it sort of like sets the, the stage, it, it seems like there's maybe five main areas that we're going to be going into and I'm in the third of those five, so I don't know if that means I'm a little over halfway, but... um. Yeah, I, my experience with the, with the series is very briefly with Tales of Berseria. I played on PC and on PlayStation 4. And um, so, yeah, a lot of carryover on that front. But my friend, I am... I don't know, like, I just said it about with Psychonauts 2, but I do think that this might have to be part of the consideration for Game of the Year this year as well. I'm, I'm totally in love with it, even though there's maybe elements of it that I don't completely understand (laughs) in terms of like the combat. Like it's definitely an in-depth, if if there, I feel like if there, if you're a Ryan Turford type of RPG fan, then there's a lot for you to sink your teeth into here. Um, And, but for me, like I, I'm definitely getting by and Mm -hmm. I also have the option to just kind of get OP and just level up a lot and go, go grind a little bit um, and get, and get through. But like, 
it all works for me. The, the game is gorgeous. I'm really, I'm playing with uh, Japanese voiceover and English subtitles, which I tend to do uh, with these things. So I'm, I'm enjoying that experience of it. But man, I, what a, what a dire situation, this whole, the, the setting of this, the setup and the, uh, for this whole game where they're kind of, kind of screwed <laughs> these, <Yep>. these people. <laughs> and they're, much. but, but I'm in the, every, every zone, every sort of area, I guess, I don't know if it, cause I'm trying to dance around some spoilers here, but essentially you're going to be overthrowing like five rulers of, of different areas of this planet. Yeah. And everyone, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Dragon Age in a way where there's a different like political and, and different setup and each one that the landscape is completely different. The challenges that everybody faces are completely different and there are surprises all along the way. So the gameplay has me hooked, but also just the storytelling and the narrative is so strong and varied and um, seems to balance nicely the, the kind of cliche and, and expected uh, anime gotcha kind of turn of events, but it's not too much. It's still it's still enough to keep me really really invested in this world, my friend. Yeah, it's not as crazy out there with the anime tropes as say Scarlet Nexus. Scarlet Nexus is exactly what comes to mind. Yeah, like yeah. and guess what? It's your sis. Like I don't know. It's like something just <laughs> completely crazy and out there. I have a couple of theories, which is maybe another sign that I'm really enjoying this because I will message you every once in a while. I'm like, new yep. theory. Here's what I think is happening, and you, it just kind of keeps you guessing. And I love, I love all the characters. I love Iron Mask. I love Sean. I love like things are happening to all these people. And I care a lot, man. Uh, yeah. It has a really nice blend, I think, of of that narrative st- uh, storytelling that Scarlet Nexus definitely had, but maybe even too much. Like we yeah. talked about that almost as like a visual novel, where this is it has a lot to get through. I will say there is a lot yeah. of a lot of dialogue, a lot of almost like these comic book or manga kind of um, dialogue scenes, which is pretty common in games like this. Well, they're um, also called skits, and they're like a long time yeah. thing in the Tales series, but they they're not For as sure. they they're they're much more visually pleasing this time around because they're more like comic book panels, like you kind of alluded to. Whereas in the mm-hmm. old games, you would literally have like little like tiny cutouts of the characters heads and they would yep. just talk to each other over a black screen right. um, so it wasn't as like visually pleasing or it wasn't you weren't as involved with some of the skit kind of material mm-hmm. as you are kind of with this game yeah it's it's really it's it's captured me man it's um i love the world i love wandering around it i love um leveraging my whole party as well like everybody has their different their different strengths and weaknesses to it all the one thing that i'm mm-hmm just trying to wrap my head around a little bit better is the arts, arts system, which is basically like a bunch of abilities or almost, almost like magic. Would you say? Yeah. They're, Maybe they're some kind people of like actually that, have but it, I magic. Mean, for like the melee characters, they're more just like combo moves or right. just skills in particular. In fact, the combat really reminds me of, you know, games like, especially if you're playing like as Elfin or law, it really mm-hmm. feels like you're playing um, like a Bayonetta style or, or devil may cry style yeah, like well a said. Fast action game, which as mm-hmm. someone who loves games like that, like that's one of the things I really enjoy is the combat and just how fast and fluid it feels. But you do have to really manage kind of your arts points that you have yep. available to you because certain arts take more um, ability points to use and you only get so many of them before they kind of have to recharge. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to do kind of some tiptoeing some and balancing to kind of figure out, you know, when to use certain abilities. And uh, also you have to, the, um, elements of each ability really in plays into a lot of the, the, the battles as well. So you kind of have right. to balance when do you use specific abilities against specific enemies? That's, and that's exactly what I need to wrap my head around a little bit, but I'm also, 
I, I just want to play the game. You know what I mean? So it seems like I'm, I'm getting along quite well. I also discovered a, like a battlegrounds, like a training, which ha- which requires you to, uh, do, to fight within certain rules, like damage will only count if you down an enemy after a certain attack. And I think that that's really helpful, especially where I'm at in the game or I'm pretty comfortable with everything, but I can hone my skills a little bit in this practice arena. And it seems like that's been done on purpose, but goodness gracious, dude, like the story in this is so, so good. And it is from the beginning. I think that's one of the strongest things is like right from the start, um, it, it has captured me. It's not like, oh, you got to play this game for 15 hours before it gets good. I think it gets good pretty yeah. immediately. The one thing that I would say on that front, though, is that the visuals or the landscapes themselves, it that part does get better where things yeah. are really dire and really desolate. You mean how the it's first literally areas. on fire all the time? At Everything the is <laughs> rocks and fire and yeah, desert and nothing is good. Uh, things get a little bit better as you go along. And, and that's the thing that once I've started to realize the, the, the patterns here and that every area is going to have its own setting and people are going to be living under certain conditions uh, and that nothing really is as it seems is so, so cool to me. I, the, the area I'm at right now, I wish maybe you and I would chat about this after the show, but like the area I'm at right now is just like, holy crap. It is so, it's so good, man. I'm kind of at a loss for words. I want to know what this guy is about. He seems like he's maybe a good dude, but I don't think he is a good dude. And holy cow, people are living and people are dying. It's so good, man. Holy crap. Freaking Maybe tail. he's just secretly your blo- brother the whole time, Sean. You never know. That's <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. I don't I know. Bring that up. But, but uh, also, oh, I want to ask you because you 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 did bring up um, you can play, you can lead as like the different uh, different characters within your party. I just lead with the main guy with with Iron Mask. I, I haven't actually yeah. jumped over to any of the other characters. Is that how you play? Yeah, that's actually how. I mean, honestly, I stick with the main character too. Same. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I like in other Tales games, I've been a little more adventurous with it and trying out the different party members and playing with them a lot longer. And mm-hmm. whenever I in in Tales of Rise, whenever I would recruit a new party member, um, I would always try them out first. Um, just yep. give them a couple battles, see if um, I want to, you know, stick with that particular character or not. Um, and honestly, I usually just fall back to the the main character, Iron Mask. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I will say. Um, Rinwell, the, the mage that you get a, like a little bit yes. later, she's a character that I also really like playing as, um, cause I remember playing as her a lot in the demo. Um, yep. I haven't really played as her much in the final game, but I really enjoyed kind of her combat style and, and, and her story. Yeah. Even the mages themselves are so, oh my goodness, dude, I couldn't help myself. That, yeah. that mage backstory is so excellent. And again, it really does remind me almost of like Bioware type of storytelling where it just really feels like this world existed before the game takes place. And I don't know, is that yeah. always the case with Tales games? Like It, it is. Like that's the storytelling. What I was going to say to all your your rave reviews of the storytelling is the storytelling's always been the best part of the Tales games. And it's really just been the combat um, and the exploration that have kind of needed the most work. But even, like, if you go back to Tales, like games like Tales of Zillia or Tales of Graces F, like they tell like really compelling and great stories with like really fantastic characters and they don't go too crazy with the, with the anime tropes in there. They yeah, feel doesn't like need to grounded experiences because they don't need to. Absolutely. Like well, the, the world's and- filled lived in as well. 
to your point. Because I've only really only played and not not a whole heck of a lot, maybe 20 hours or so of Berseria. Like, I feel like the motivation for Iron Mask in Tales of Arise is so much better than the revenge story that is being explored with Berseria. I don't know how that all concluded there, but I feel like the motivation here of, like, the 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 revenge or the, the rise of the slave really is what this is in, in Iron Mask and him discovering, like, how much more value there is in life to live fighting for uh, your your freedom than what I thought was kind of a, I don't know, it was kind of a weak revenge premise in mm. Tales of Berseria. Like that never really locked in for me, but the growth that Iron Mask shows with his ability also, we should note that this is a person who has, you, you mentioned last week, he's got this mask over his face. He can't see anything. He can't really eat uh, all that well. He shoves food yeah. underneath. <laughs> um, but, and he sort of has, he's always wanted to fight for his, for freedom and never really, did it and now that that's what the story this story is is he's been discovered by this group and he can now go on to to fight to free his his people and that is so profound to me that uh that i'm really enjoying that side of it just the premise of it i understand why he's putting himself and his friends through dangers because he's trying to like whenever you have a, a situation that is so huge and bigger than life he's trying to save the planet his whole people that's what really gets to me and that's the part that is bioware-esque to me that it seems that the that it's unwinnable this the mm. situation that he's going up against seems like he like there's no chance but he's he's kind of cutting away at it and i really really love that whole approach mm-hmm. for sure so tales of rise i think two thumbs up for us like yeah. both for, for us right I mean, now keep we're, playing. we're gonna keep playing it and uh, i'm sure we'll be talking about it lots more well, we have a chance to beat it. I know for next week, I'm, I'm planning on having it finished by the time we record next week's show. And then uh, we'll probably be doing a review discussion in the future with you, me, and uh, maybe Matt over at the place. Maybe Matt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As well. So check us, check it out there. As well as, Sean, before we move on to breaking news, I would be remiss if oh. did, I did not talk about the other game I played this week. Life is Strange, True Colors. Oh. I actually started it. Uh, two days ago on Tuesday and pretty mm-hmm. much binged the whole thing because I finished oh, it at snap. two in the morning last night and I could not put it down from the time I basically picked it up. I loved Life is Strange, True Colors. I think it's uh, a really fantastic entry in the series. Yep. Um, and there, it's got some hits, like positives and negatives that go along with it. Like There's some things I liked with what they did with it and some things I didn't love. But number one, we're running low on time. But number two, I actually have a review for this coming out this weekend. So I'm going to kind of save my talk on Life is Strange True Colors for that talk. Um, Okay. But to throw it out there, I will say that I liked it um, more than Life is Strange 2, but less than the original Life is Strange. And it's about kind of where I I feel about Before the Storm, because I kind of feel about, like, I like that one kind of in the middle. So that's kind of where I would put it on my ranking so far. But it's just... Yeah, I'm going to talk about it more in depth over the weekend because we got to get moving, Sean. Because all the we, games we got, we no, got dude. News. I needed to talk to you about Tales. That's awesome. That's I, I can't wait for uh, for Life is Strange. Holy cow! This, we're in it, man. We're in the we're in the fall season. All the games we're, are happening. We're in the thick of it. But I'm mm-hmm. slamming the brakes on this conversation, Sean, because it is, okay. it is time for some b- 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 breaking news. And yeah, like, like car this breaks. week, Halo Infinite's test flights return, Sean, which is very Holy exciting. Crap. We will be getting new test flights this weekend starting on September 23rd until September 26th. That's today, the day we're recording. That's today, yeah. And they will also be returning next week on September 30th until October 3rd. 
The test is open to all Halo insiders who sign up before the beta test starts. You have to receive an email um, first with a set of instructions, which at the time of this recording, we received our confirmation that we're in, but we haven't received how, yeah. how people go about downloading it and whatnot. But mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting, but I'm sure we'll figure that out later. Uh, <laughs> however, there is something to note about these tests that's a little bit different from last time. So um, last time they did the, the Halo Infinite test flights, it was all against bots. There was no online multiplayer. This mm-hmm. time around, there's online multiplayer, but it only happens at specific times of the day. So yeah. the online multiplayer happens between uh, 1 p.m. and 5 p.m., and 9 p.m. till 12 a.m., all times in Eastern Standard Time. Um, and they all happen, uh, like, every, they, it's the same times for each day that the test flights are available. So you can't just jump on willy-nilly at any time of the day and try and play multiplayer because it doesn't work that way. Um, when when the multiplayer is not online, you will still be able to play against bots. Um, you just won't be able to get, play against other players or any of the new modes. Gotcha. So, the first test this week will be four versus four arena. Well, the second test next week will focus on 12 V 12 big team battle. Holy crap, Sean. I'm so excited that we're actually going to probably be able to play Halo Infinite either this weekend or worst case next weekend. Uh, and I'm just excited to play with the community. How hyped are you though for the test flights, Sean? Kind of, I'm kind of in disbelief if I'm being, if I'm honest. And um, I, I was sharing the the email like you're in. You got a lot of us got really excited about getting that email earlier this week. And I was like, is Halo Saturday going to be Halo Infinite? Like, are is this happening? And I, like I said, like kind of in denial, almost in disbelief. I don't, I don't know. Like, and the fact that we haven't got the emails is kind of feeding into that disbelief a little bit. But dude, like beyond, completely beyond hyped to the point where I just don't even think that it's actually, actually happening. But I think that there's a lot of general excitement just in the community for this thing. So uh, I, I'm obviously excited to play it, and I just hope that it runs well, really, with all of these things. Um, because as much as a, a technical test as these are, they're meant to push the server make sure everything is working and blah, blah, blah. They have an ability, for better or for worse, to create impressions and attitudes um, and opinions about Halo Infinite. So I really just hope that it goes well. You know, like whatever it is, I just hope that it that it plays well and that people don't have, you know, Assassin's Creed-esque bugs, like, you know, just yeah. teeth wandering around and eyeballs bugging out and stuff. Even though everybody's got helmets on, I'm not sure why that comes to mind. But there you go. Like, I'm just kind of, I'm really excited and I just hope that it happens and it works. How about you? Yeah, I'm I'm really jazzed for it. And yeah, to your point, I just hope it works, and I hope we're able mm-hmm. to play with the community because again, if we're gonna if we're gonna turn our normal Halo Saturday night, let's say this weekend or next weekend, Sean, into yeah. Halo Infinite Saturday, I, I just hope it works. So, and I hope mm-hmm. we're able to play with the community and and just have a good time with it. To be honest with you, like I just I'm excited to finally get our hands on the game finally after years and years and years of you know waiting for a new Halo game. And yeah. I mean, more than anything. Um, I'm just excited to see what Halo Infinite's all about. So, yeah. And new I, maps, dude. Like, what kind of maps are we going to have? Four on four? I think we can actually fill a hole. I don't know if this how it's going to work for us with Halo Saturday. It's like, if we can party up in this way, or is it just going to throw everybody in randomly? I don't actually know how that... We didn't, this will be literally the first time you and I played. A, a couple other people got to play Halo, Halo Infinite with the last tech test, but mm-hmm. we did not, my friend. Yeah, and I know before with the bots, you could, you could match make with... Um, four players, but then I didn't know if you could match up, like have eight players in a lobby together, right? And go back and forth. So we'll that find be out. We get stuck, but yeah, I guess we'll find out when, uh, like this weekend. So next week, I think we'll be talking a lot more about it, hopefully, and yeah. uh, hopefully we have a lot to say about it. If not, it'll be at least for sure the big team battle weekend. I'm sure. So yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Next up, speaking of online multiplayer games, this news story pretty much broke right after we recorded last week. Um, so I wanted to make sure we talked about it here. Battlefield 2042 has been delayed. It will officially launch oh, on wow. November 19th, the same week as uh, as we were looking at on the, the Yumi Capri spreadsheet of releases, the same week as like eight other games. So it's going to be interesting, but uh, I, I don't know if this has been delayed into kind of a better window for the game, but it, it's only been delayed by a month. So I feel like they're only probably doing this if they felt, you know, they needed to do this, but it's going to be interesting in because... Battlefield is essentially launching in between, like sandwiched between Call of Duty and Halo. Like Call of Duty comes out the week before, and then Halo yeah. comes out like two weeks later. So that'll work out well. That'll be fine. I'm sure that's never affected any games at all before this, Sean. So Definitely not like Titanfall you, or anything. Yeah, of course. So what do you think about this delay, Sean? I think uh, <laughs> push it further, man. Push it out further. Did we talk about um, Dying Light Two as well? Like mm-hmm. that got that got moved away. Like that. Oh yeah, we did, we definitely talked about that getting into February. I don't know. I I'm not your Battlefield person. Like I know there's a lot of people like Mr. Bad that from the Trophy Room. Uh, there's a few people out there who are really looking forward to Battlefield. This doesn't. I don't know. It is not really registering for me. The fact that it got delayed doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence that, you know, it's not coming in hot. I think it really is probably like many other games as well. Um, I'm not trying to damn it, but since you asked, I'm not, I'm not really, I wasn't hyped about it already and it, it, it doesn't bode, bode well, I don't think for the game. Yeah. I'm not someone that was either like super excited about battlefield either. Like I was, I, I was interested to find out what people thought about it when it came out and then right. you know, if people were having a good time with it or if we knew a lot of people were playing then yeah, that's mm-hmm. the type of thing where I, I would probably jump in at, at that point. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm already the type of person who's not buying it day one anyways, so it doesn't affect me too much, but yeah, I just hope that the, the game finds some success if it's awesome, um, in yeah. this time window. I just don't know. It, it's just going to be a tougher sell, I think now versus its original release date because, um, there weren't really too many games coming out around it. The only other thing around it was, um, the dark pictures anthology, um, that the, the right. new horror game. But otherwise that was pretty much it besides back for blood, which was out a couple weeks earlier. So um, yeah, it might be a little bit tougher for this game, but we'll see. I, I'm excited to see if the game's actually awesome and to actually see um, some like, you know, user impressions on playing the game and if it's actually fun. Mm-hmm. So right, I think we need a like, is there like a, a release calendar just for Game Pass games? I feel like I just need that. Like, what is, what does my next kind of couple months look like just to coming into Game Pass? I, I know we we always talk about when the games are announced and they're they're coming soon and everything, but I feel like I need that at, at, at the ready. You know what I mean? Yeah, just on hand whenever you want to see what, what anything's going to Yeah, like the, on the Game Pass app. Like, I'd love for that to be a thing. It says that coming would, soon. Well, they do but, that. They, they do that on the Game Pass app, but, but a lot of these games, unless it's like a big AAA game like Back for Blood, though, they usually announce it like a week or two before the game comes out. Like, yeah. remember last week where we had like 10 games coming to Game Pass this week that they didn't announce any of those were coming to Game Pass until last week? So, and they well, mostly yeah, were day and date. So it just it I'm didn't looking make at the coming sense. soon. I'm looking at the coming soon thing right now, and it's like, Lemonous, Lemnus Gate is uh, September 28th, and then there's, uh, I can't even tell what this is, Unsighted on September 30th, and then Back for Blood, October 12th, and then Forza Horizon 5 on November 9th, and it's like, that can't be all, right? Like, yeah. I just don't think that this is a comprehensive list. Yeah, especially because, like, we already know Astria Ascending is coming on the 30th as well. Exactly, you there you go. There, um, as well, some other stuff, so... Yeah, I don't know. I w- Microsoft, get on that. Come on, <laughs> put it man. Together, put it put it into the app. All right. We got to think of everything around here, Ryan. I know. Well, next news story was an interesting one because we just got a trailer for this this morning for a game that was shown and debuted during the Xbox Series X reveal event last year. Chorus, 
will actually launch on December 3rd on Xbox Series S and X. Um, this was the flight combat game, like the space combat game that we saw during the original Xbox showcase. They released a new trailer today. It's, it runs about four minutes that kind of like quickly sets up the story and shows off some of the the the, the, the combat from the game as well as some of the additional challenges because you have a bunch of different objectives. Like there's some maze-like stuff you have to fly through as well as like a bunch of other stuff besides just pure dogfighting. But this game looks really cool, Sean. So this game is uh, not coming to Xbox One. It is Series X and S, like so. This current console generation. Oh only. snap! Okay, mm-hmm. and it's a very pretty looking game. But we did find out from the trailer though it's also coming to PlayStation Five, where it was originally only announced for Xbox. So we had thought maybe this was an exclusive, um, but it is coming to PlayStation day and date, which is weird um but the trailer itself looked really cool and interesting so i'm actually pretty excited about this one but seeing as though i'm seeing you clicking the google doc right now you probably haven't had a chance to watch the trailer <laughs> right john just because i know you've been busy today yeah uh, yeah you can totally tell exactly what i'm doing um i totally uh was not sure what what this game even was or what it looked like but you're right i'm looking at the trailer right now it is totally a gorgeous looking game i'm like what even is this like um yeah, yeah space filled is it is it dog fighting is that what you said there's some dogfighting and then there's some other um, space combat activities and objectives you have to do as well. Give me, yeah, it almost has like a, it gives me Returnal vibes a little bit as well with a lot of like the close-ups on the female protagonist, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, futuristic next-gen Star Fox with, a, with the Returnal chick. That's what we've got yeah. here. Yeah. It looks fun. So um, uh, what's the other, what's the um, Eve, uh, oh, snap. What's that space Project game? Project Eve or no, Eve Online? Not, no, I'm not even close. Damn it. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. There's a space game. You, you wander around. There's a second one coming out. Um, never mind. People can ne- help me in the comments. That's that's so long ago, Sean. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so Chorus, I'm, I'm amazed we even saw it because, again, they kind of announced it during the showcase and then they never talked about it again, kind of like Scorn or some other games that we saw there as well. Um, but yeah, this game looks pretty cool and I'm, I think it's on my radar now for, to, to check okay. this out when it comes out. So there you go. Next news story might be outdated by the time you listen to this, folks, because um, we don't usually talk about rumors on this show. But at the same time, this isn't really much of a rumor. It's more based on facts and the fact that we know it's being announced literally in two hours from now. So the Castlevania Advanced Collection has Mm. been rated on Xbox One and, in fact, will be again be announced by the time you're listening to this um and i have the full description for the game that talks about what's actually in this collection as well as some artwork um so the collection itself contains three game boy advanced castlevania games circle of the moon harmony of dissonance and aria of sorrow as well as the snes version of dracula x for some bizarre reason um <laughs> the, all four of these will be available in one package which should retail for about 30 dollars which is the same as the Castlevania um, anniversary collection did um, about a year and a half ago as well. So um, all three of the GBA Castlevania games, uh, for those that haven't played them, they're all Metroidvania style Castlevania games. They're, they're kind of basically after Symphony of the Night came out um, and rather than continuing that style of game on consoles, they actually continued it on handhelds. So they actually all came to the Game Boy Advance. So they're all Metroidvania style games, except for Dracula X, which is essentially the SNES version of um, the, the Turbo CD version of Rondo of Blood, um, which we got on a port on, on PlayStation 4 two years ago, uh, which was interesting. So it's, but it's weird because the Dracula X SNES game is not that great of a port, um, but it's in this collection nonetheless. Um, as a huge Castlevania fan myself, I'm very excited about this because 
other than the Wii U, we really haven't had a modern re-release of any of these games at all. That's crazy. Um, because and for not even on 3DS, which is the console that would have made more sense to release GBA games on, but they did on on Wii U of all things. Um, so if you don't want to play these games on Wii U, honestly, I think they're <laughs> great games um, that are worth checking out on Xbox One. So. Uh, obviously, we don't have the exact date that we're recording this because we are recording it before the announcement happens. Um, but I'm very excited to see this. Sean, are you at all interested in this at all? What do you think? Uh, no, I, I wanted to let you know that Elite Dangerous was the game I was trying to think of before. Oh. Elite Dan- the answer was Elite Dangerous. I remember there's that. A, so there's another one coming out. It's a roguelike before. I don't think it's roguelike this time. Uh, no, I I wish that I was like, because I, I feel like this is a, a hallmark. This is almost like required gaming is kind of the sense that I get uh, from the yeah. Castlevanias. There's a whole genre that is sort of like dedicated to the, the Metroidvania kind of thing. And I will definitely like, wa- I want to give it a try. I don't want to close my arms or my eyes to it all. But yeah, no, this is not something that like strikes any nostalgia chord for me, but I'm happy for you. And I do think that it's, it might actually be the exact thing that I need, right? Like to, to get it on my radar. Cause you're right. It's, mm-hmm. it's been tricky to actually get my hands on one of these things, unless I've pulled out my 3DS or my Vita. I think I actually have Symphony of the Night on my Vita. Is that a thing? Is that? Yep. Yeah. Well, so I it's think also I've Symphony of the Night's also a backwards compatible game on Xbox Series X. There you go. It was a 360 arcade title. So you could actually play it that way as well. Um, that might even be better than playing it on your Vita because it's on your big TV. Probably a little bit, yeah, and charged. Yeah, but it's I would say like th- for someone who's new to Castlevania, I, this might actually be a better entry than than a lot of other stuff. Like especially the anniversary collection is like three like a, a three brutally hard NES games and then a brutally hard <laughs> SNES game. Awesome. Um, awesome. Versus th- this is just a little bit more approachable, I think, for a lot of newcomers. So um, if you're a fan of Metroidvanias out there, listeners at home. Um, but don't 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 uh, sleep on this release. I think it's okay. going to be pretty good. But uh, anyways, let's set some of our friends into the car with us, Sean. It is time for the carpool. Folks at home, if you would like to have your question read on the carpool, there's a number of ways to do that. Number one, follow us on Twitter at Yumi Caprice. We put up a question post every single Tuesday um, and just leave your question there and we'll read it on the show. Or if you're watching us on YouTube right now and you have a question, just leave it in the comments of the YouTube video or you can join our Discord, the Yumi Capri Discord. It's free to join. The link's in the show notes. Join there. Go to the Xbox Drive section, leave your question, and we'll read it on the show. Just like Joel at Joel, a.k.a. Falcon, did. And this question's more of a Sean question, but we'll, <laughs> okay. we'll see about this one. How many teraflops does it take for the tea bags to run at 60 frames per second in 4K? <laughs> Sean, what's the answer to Joel's question? What's, how well, many teraflops? I don't know. what. How many teraflops are on like the original Xbox One? I think that there's maybe like three teraflops or something like that is what is required because Halo Infinite is happening and it's cross-gen, dude. You can play it on that old VCR Xbox. So whatever whatever that is. But we're going to bring all the teabag in. I'm, I'm telling you, man, there's a weird immature satisfaction that happens when you kill somebody and you do a little lunge on their face. It is a good time and Halo Saturdays with us all. I never teabag any people, so that's why I deferred the question to Sean. There's next, <laughs> next question comes to us from Brendan Myers at the Winter Gamer, who that Winter Gamer has been activated, Sean. It's happening. Nice. Uh, what are the miles per gallon you get while driving the car oh for gosh. the show? <laughs> also, what are two or three Xbox games that you keep in quick resume? I'm going to answer my part of this Ooh. question real quick, Sean, because you know you t- you took Joel's question all on yourself. Um, I personally don't actually use quick resume i'm no i'm a bad boy because i i just I, i'm in the habit How of just closing you? my games when i'm done with it and because the game's, so right low, 
The games load so quickly anyways. I mean, there's no reason for the keep, to keep them in quick resume. The only game I actually suspend on any console is Final Fantasy XIV on PlayStation 5 because when I do that, then I don't have to re-log into the game, essentially, um, pull out my authenticator and whatnot. Um, but that's the only game I do that with on any console. Um, but mm. what about you, Sean? What, what is, uh, first of all, how many miles per gallon do you get <laughs> while you drive for the show? It's been, it's been better lately because if, if anybody watches the video, you'll know that I, um, mainly so that we maintain a good internet connection here, I've actually stopped driving around uh, during the show. So I basically just sit in the parking lot at McDonald's and then at a certain point, like right now, it's like, it's time to go back home. Uh, mm-hmm. So the miles per gallon, it's, uh, I mean, what kilometers actually in, in Canada, we, we measure it by... Um, what is it? A hundred, uh, how many liters per hundred mi- kilometers? I think it is something. I don't even know. Uh, it's, it's, it's terrible. Whatever the answer is, it's actually awful. Um, and then what was the other question? Oh, the, the quicker zoom Hades right now is my answer. Hades is the one that I'll just like jump back into and yeah, have a quick round and then go back to tails really is, is the one for me. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Next question comes to us from Yarden at Yarden angel. And they ask the question, is this the most excited you've been to try a preview slash demo of a game? If not, do you remember what game it was? So, um, Yarden is what is Halo. What was the question? I just read the question verbatim. He didn't mention a specific game. He just said, is, is this the most excited you've been to try a preview slash demo? Must be Halo. Okay. I'm guessing it means Halo. Um, for me, as far as console releases and not press related stuff, um, yes, I think it's one of the, the, the hypest moments I've had. Um, besides like the only other ones that come to mind as far as non-press stuff are, um, when I got first got into the final fantasy 14 beta, when it first started, mm-hmm. um, or the Halo reach beta, um, when we got, when oh, crackdown nice. three came out, um, or sorry, that was Halo three. Um, but yeah, so I, I would say, um, the Halo releases before were kind of the hypest ones as far as though, if I was to include press stuff and press previews and whatnot, um, de- then definitely I would say no, because one, I was way more jazzed to do the Psychonauts 2 preview that we did earlier this year. Nice. But also mm-hmm. a huge shout out to the very first preview event I ever went to as a member of the press, which was the Nintendo Switch reveal press event. Nice. Um, where I got to basically go hands on with the Nintendo Switch um, three months before it came out and they had the entire launch lineup there for us to try in person. Um, and it was in Toronto and it was an amazing experience. So... Um, yeah. yeah, that's what I would say to this question. But what do you think, Sean? Yeah, I'm going to jump on that press bandwagon a little bit as well to say Gears Gears 5 Escape was amazing. Uh, Luke and I got to play that um, at E3. I mean, I could really go into a lot of things that we got to play at E3. That's kind of almost like a, a cheating answer, but Escape looked really good, and then it just played really well as well. Uh, we got to play Battletoads ahead of time. Like I think probably... A, maybe even two years ahead of when it actually came out, which was super, super fun. Got to play Tunic ahead of time. Actually, that's one that is both press uh, at E3 as well as when it came out. Now, the only problem with Tunic is I think that I'm I'm starting to get a little down on it at this point because the demo came out over the summer and I was not as high on it. I was really, really excited about it. But none of these really, I don't think, even come close, Ryan, to, to comparing to Halo. Like to that point earlier that I made, like I'm in complete disbelief that it's even here and it's happening is kind of just a sense of how excited I am. I'm not even, I don't want to let myself get hurt by this. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Next question comes to us from, uh, court Lalonde. I hope I said court. Nice. Mm -hmm. Um, 
at Court Lalonde on Twitter. And he asked the question, Court here, first time caller, a new listener. So welcome, nice. welcome to the, the Yumi Capri family, Court. Um, he asked the question, if you could have one exclusive from Nintendo or PlayStation become Xbox exclusive, what would that be? So Ooh. with this type of question, I don't know if I love kind of the spirit of this question because I don't, I'm the type of person that don't doesn't like to take exclusives away from other consoles. Oh, I like this question. I like this I'm all about I, it. I like this question more in the sense of like what game that is exclusive to those consoles that I would want to also be on Xbox is kind of how I would approach this one. <laughs> um, okay. And the answer, the answer for me will be my favorite video fran- game franchise of all time. It's Metroid. I mean, Metroid. if mm-hmm. all the Metroid games could come to Xbox, I would be in heaven. I wouldn't. I probably would never have to turn my Nintendo Switch on again, Sean, because I, I love uh, I love Metroid so much. Again, it's my favorite franchise of all time. So for me, that's my answer. What about you, Sean? I feel like that's the one that actually makes sense. That that actually is one that I could see happening. You know, mm-hmm. like that. I, so I actually am gonna I'm gonna do a rare thing and just say like same as you because I actually think that that would that would fit well. And I think Metroid, especially Metroid Prime, needs a little more horsepower than what uh, Nintendo can give it. I think the 2D Metroids could be the Nintendo version, but the 3D Metroids, the first person, I think it needs some some horsepower. I think it needs a little teraflop. So so that's my answer. And then to bring something over from PlayStation, I want all the Marvel stuff. I don't want I don't want Spider-Man to be exclusive over there. I want I, and especially with this this Wolverine thing. Are you kidding me? Like those are yeah. my top two superheroes, man. Like Spider-Man and Wolverine, they're exclusive over there. Bring them over to Xbox. You get more you get more puddles over on Xbox land. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I don't know Way about that. That's more to puddles. be debated, John. Splashy, I mean, look at the fruit stands in Halo Infinite. More voluminous. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> all about the fruit stands all right sean we got to go but before we go sean oh, is that it oh uh you can find me on twitter at sean capri sean like connery capri like the pants you can find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash sean capri and if you like the show even just a little bit you can support us at twitch wait no not twitch patreon.com slash yumi capri very nice my friend as for me you can find me on twitter at ryan turford you also find us on twitter at yumi capris on youtube at youtube.com slash yumi capri and on podcast services around the globe so for sean capri i'm ryan turford this has been episode 208 of the xbox drive and we out sometimes i don't think about what i should be screaming to make ryan talk long and to say ball for a really long time but i don't really have anything else to say other than i had a really good time talking about the show and the video games and things it's turned out really well ryan already ran out of breath he had to take a second breath he didn't think i was gonna go the distance but i did the Xbox Drive is fueled by patrons at patreon.com slash Capri. And from the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful to the nearly 70 patrons who support us each and every month. With special thanks to our Capremium producers, Dallas Ford, Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team, and Jonathan Brown, the man behind the music on the Xbox Drive and the Nintendo Drive. You can support Jonathan Brown at youtube.com slash gamingpurplemonkey. Our platinum producers, Robbie Bobby Miller and Trucker Sloth, and all of our gold members, Argo, Benji Kong, Brendan Myers, Dallas Robbins, Dano, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Heather Boney, James Johnson, Dr. Doom, Joel Brooks, Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Marcus O'Neill, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, RJ Kern, Skinny Matt, and Xavier Reyes. If you'd like to support this show, Go to patreon.com slash Capri and choose the Patreon tier that works for you. 